Hello and welcome to SEO SAS, where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, and the woman who gets shit done, who is an absolute delight and an all-round wonderful, wonderful human being, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO SES? Well, we, sorry, may have just dropped my phone there, but I'm going to style it out because I'm super professional. Um, We are called SEO SES because we are your special answering service when it comes to SEO. So me and Hannah are absolute nerds on this subject and we love nothing more than getting really stuck into a topic where we debate, discuss, we invite guests on to um, give their opinion as well. So I suppose what we're trying to do is have a platform where we can all together get better at SEO. How are we doing, Hannah? Brilliant. That was an amazing intro. I was uh, enthralled. Enthralled, even with me dropping, because I had my little notes of introducing you on my phone and I wasn't looking. Which was lovely, by the way. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. But I wasn't looking when I was putting my phone down and I obviously just misjudged and just decided to like drop my phone on the floor. So I'm hoping (laughs) it's not smashed, but you know. (laughs) Do you want to check? Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. But yes. Anyway, um, ex- how, still excited for the big move? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Very excited now. Are you close to getting everything ready and stuff? Yeah. I want to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. For my own mental health. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's all very exciting and uh, I can't wait for you to, obviously I'm going to be really sad because you're going to be like miles and miles away from me, but adventures in Scotland together, Hannah, that's going yeah. to be exciting, isn't it? Do that wild camping that we didn't manage to do last year. Oh yeah, I've got my special sleeping bag and everything, haven't I? You have, you've got a really good sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, right. Um, I'm going to let you introduce today because we've got some exciting news, haven't we have we have an absolutely wonderful lovely guest today we are speaking to the lovely jenny abu abu seo consultant and mentor and also founder of clever touch marketing hello, hello jenny <laughs> hi <laughs> i very much i very much enjoyed the little bit banter at the beginning there I was uh, i was excited to get involved <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good that you want to get involved because we have um, a really good quick fire for you in a, in a moment. But before we get started on that, how are you? Yes, I'm very good. Thank you. I hope uh, you're both doing well despite the current uh, lockdown pandemic situation. Yeah, well, we were just talking before, weren't we? And you're actually yeah. in Egypt, which is cool. I am. So it's not uh, too bad. At least I've got sunshine. I can't complain too much. Uh, I'm saying all right, that. I'm, all saying, right. well, I'm saying that. I'm going to jinx myself. There was like lightning storms and everything yesterday. So now if I say that now, I'm probably going to be stuck with thunder for three days. So I better, I better I, just rein it I in. Just, <laughs> I was just going to say, show it off to like to us UK Brits about your glorious weather. It's still cold though. I tell you that if people don't believe us, you know, but it uh, it is. We might have. Clear skies, but it's still uh, a little bit. I mean, it's not Newcastle cold, like so. I kind of complain that much. I should, I should be a bit harder. I think my Geordie roots are starting to wash off because they. Oh um, no! I'm going outside in Egypt and putting a coat on. 
me mother oh, devastated <laughs> honestly <laughs> I love it I love it right are you ready for a quick fire then yes let's go why not excellent so just answer with the first thing that comes into your mind and we'll go from there so first things first what is your favorite meal Ooh, pizza got to be good choice if you had two weeks left to live where would you go Oh, oh, that's a hard one. That I mean, if there wasn't the current situation, probably, uh, probably back to the UK with uh, with my kids and my husband to be to see the rest of my family there. Yeah, that's nice. Um, when is the last time that you hoovered or vacuumed? This morning. <laughs> I've had the Hoover really? out already. Oh, right. I have, yes. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, what's your favourite animal? Oh, oh I'm going to say a dog. I've got two. I'm going to stick with a dog. Ah, what are your dog's names? Uh, Lola and Lucky. Two oh, girls. They're not. Shih Tzu's. They're not really dogs. They're like the size of cats, but, you know, they're, uh, <laughs> they're tiny little things. But uh, Hey, small dogs uh like i i used to um have a small dog and yeah they're i always find them less work than bigger dogs and oh, also yes. they're really good like when you want to have a little cuddle they're a really good little spoon because they like curl up and you've got like a little teddy haven't you they've got they've got big personalities as well though i mean one of my yes it's like yes. like we've got the mother and then she had puppies and we've got the puppy and um and and she genuinely thinks she's a rottweiler She's got no. <laughs> she's got no concept of her own size whatsoever. She will chase. She she'll chase like a great dame and bite the back of its legs and run off and stuff like that. She doesn't give a monkeys. So like they're uh, yeah, little 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 feisty packages. Wow. Well, on that on that note, um, this is slightly relevant. Would you rather lose your little finger or your big toe? <laughs> oh, hey. Well, I lost my thumb when I was 10 months old. Does that count? So probably oh, wow. a finger. Yeah, jammed my finger at me thumb in the door when I was 10 months old and lost it. Oh, that, that that must have been painful. Yeah, I mean, well, luckily yeah, I don't remember. I think, it was, uh, I think <laughs> it was probably more painful for me, mum and dad, but uh, but I don't remember it. But yeah, I lost uh, lost the end of my thumb when I was little. So, so probably a finger. Well, no, actually, I'd say, I, well, I'd have to say at all, wouldn't I? Because then I'd look even more odd if I had a missing little finger. Jenny, we'd have to take your first answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think about that then, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to have no, I wouldn't be making kind of telephone signs at anybody if I had no little finger or something. Would I? <laughs> look a bit weird. <coughs> oh, man. Okay, this is, this is more lighthearted. Would you rather own no jewellery or no hats? Oh, uh, no hats. I'm not a big hat person. So, I suppose you don't need them too much in Egypt. No, I don't know. I'm oh, not really a, a hat person. But what about those like really sunny, floppy ones? I, I really don't suit them at all. I have no. tried. I've tried to do that whole thing where you're like on a beach with a maxi dress and a huge pair of sunglasses and a floppy hat thing and you're like Angelina Jolie, but you, I just not. Nah, just like <laughs> poor, poor man's version doesn't work. <laughs> Just you start off with a load of bling, so yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And how would you describe twenty twenty one so far? Oh, hey, busy. That would be mine. I don't know about everybody else, but um, but yeah, busy, absolutely chocker. We were Peaking saying that the because choir. it's kind of um, it's almost like 
there's there's so much time to do work and there's, there's not that much else to do so that you just end up doing lots and lots of work and then it becomes crazy crazy busy it's, it, it's just been madness for us but I think as well because like I, I decided this year as well I was going to do the opposite I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a set time I finish I'm gonna finish when the kids finish school uh, and I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna because obviously now everybody's transitioning into kind of working from home it is so easy to just do that and just continue working and do it do you know what I mean so I was like I'm gonna give yeah. myself a strict structure and then because I've done that that's I feel like that's made us 50 times busier because now I'm I'm probably trying to do what I was doing and you know I could let overflow for 12 hours before I'm trying to squeeze it all in so <laughs> I made myself even busier God. I have to say, Hannah, I very much enjoyed uh, this week's um, quick fire round questions. I thought there were some corkers in there, some real Thank thinkers. You. Thank you so, so much. Uh, yes, well done. <laughs> okay, so now we know a little bit more about you, Jenny. Um, yeah. I think we should delve into the meaty section of this podcast. So, first of all, your agency is in Egypt and you're from the UK. Obviously, we've already um, gone through that. But can you tell us how that happened and touch on how you got into the wonderful world of digital marketing? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a long story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I used to be um, a professional dancer. So uh, I had, uh, from being little, I always danced and I always wanted to go up and be a dance teacher. So I had a dance school when I was about uh, kind of 20. I had my own dance school back in the UK um, and I worked with um, the local government. So basically it was uh, pre kind of the London 2012 Olympics and there was lots of funding for anything that was considered sports activities and stuff like this. So I had uh, I had a dance school there that basically the, the local government funded um, me to run so that children from kind of, you know, uh, kind of deprived areas if you like would be able to come for free and um, so I did that for a few years and then it was one of those things where once the funding had gone it was just like okay that's that's it that's the end so um <laughs> so I was kind of left with you know I'd, overnight I basically lost new work I lost everything I had um and I kind of went you know what it is I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm gonna dance abroad before I get too old to do it so I packed nice. up, yeah so basically I mean I had you know like when I, I I lost the dance school so I lost the house I was in and everything and I was left in a position where I was like I'm gonna um I haven't got anything so I uh yes yeah, so I was like well I've got nothing to lose do you know what I mean I might as well yeah. get myself off somewhere and a, a girl I knew she had an agent who was sending people kind of all over the world um, so I just got in touch with her agent and then packed a bag and <laughs> packed a bag, got on a train and got on f- three flights to India by myself to go dance in Bollywood, amazing. as you do. Just like, which when I think about it now, awesome. it's crazy. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to pack a bag and go to India next week. Yeah, no bother. So <laughs> <laughs> which when I think about it now, I'm just like, I must have been absolutely off my tree. Like just... <laughs> just just turning up in Mumbai, just waiting for some random guy I'd never met other than spoke me through an email. Come pick us up in the middle of India, just like I've young, being young, eh? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did that for a few years. I went uh, different places. I was in Bollywood, and then 
I went through the Middle East. I was in Dubai and Jordan, places like this. And then I ran away with a circus in America. <laughs> um, so I was there for a while uh, being a showgirl. And then basically I came, I, I did, uh, I did had an accident and didn't hip in. So I couldn't dance anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna... sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was, that was, that was it. It was done. Um, so I was, I basically came to Egypt in a choreographer's role. So I was going to work for the Hilton Hotel Group. Um, so it would be like, you know, for kind of all of their hotels in the tourist area because they have kind That's of cool. you know, three or four different ones. It would be a case of I would train the dance team and, and do all the, you know, the shows and stuff for them. And they would just travel around their hotels every night. So I came to Egypt to do that and then uh, met my husband and ended up staying. Um, and then basically I had my daughter in 2015 and that was when um, the Russian plane crash happened over here. Um, so there was no tourism, uh, there was no no hotel work or anything like this. So I was in that kind of position again where I was like, right, well, I'm going to have to find something else to do now. <laughs> and is this where the transition into digital marketing happened then? Yeah. So basically I had a friend that was, she was working online at the time um and I mean when I was training to be a dance teacher I also trained as a personal trainer so I was like I had I had qualifications as a personal trainer and a nutritionist and um she was my friend was working and she was like oh you know there's there's lots of people online looking for you know native English speakers to help write or to help you know proofread articles and stuff um so I started looking into it more then and then uh yeah so basically started from there um getting a few clients just through Upwork. So I worked on Upwork as a writer. Um, and it was always something I'd been interested in anyway. I was always in the kind of, you know, English literature and stuff at school. Um, so it, it suited us quite well. And uh, I was just basically working in kind of fitness sites or so doing content for uh, health and fitness sites, obviously. And then um, basically I, I, I was building up a lot of clients, but I landed a full-time job. Um, with the guys who run Authority Hacker. I was working on kind of one of their fitness sites full-time, like as the lead writer. And at the same time, while they were developing kind of Authority Hacker. And that was kind of what get, got us more interested in the SEO side, not just the writing, because um, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of the guinea pig, if you like, all the, all the things they were bringing in um, from an SEO side for the content. I was the first person to kind of work it out with them and stuff like this in terms of guidelines and how we're going to structure everything. And, and that kind of got us really interested in, um, in like the SEO side and, 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 you know, developing that content further. And then uh, basically, you feel? Yeah, basically, I just, I, I was working for them full time and I had had a load of clients before that who kept coming back to us and asking us, obviously, could I work full-time for them as well, which obviously you can't do both. So, um, and at the same time, obviously the situation in Egypt was still the same. It was, I mean, we live in a tourist place and there was no tourism. So I was like, do you know what? I'm sure there's other women here as well who are in the same position as me. Uh, in, I know there's lots of English women here. So I was like, you know what it is? I think I'm just going to, maybe I can kind of train them up and, you know, give some of the other clients stuff to them just to give them something. And basically that's how the agency began, just went from there. That's absolutely amazing. I think, I mean, from a personal level, you are an absolutely remarkable lady. That just really, really cool. And you, you obviously the kind of person who just doesn't give up, picks herself back up, dusts herself off and gets on with it. 
Thanks very much. It's a, it's yeah, it's a, <laughs> a, yeah, it's it's mad to think about because I was just thinking about it the other day, and um, it's been kind of it's been like ten years this year since I left the UK, since uh, I lost the dance school, and it, it's it's crazy to think that ten years ago I was I was officially made homeless, and then now I'm you know running an international SEO agency with loads of staff and. You know, it's kind of crazy. It's amazing. Just show you where you know how things can change. Makes that's what makes us laugh when you you know when you have um these you know when you used to go for interviews and they'll be like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, five years is a long time. When you look at it now, it's uh, the amount that can change in five years is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, what I really like about your story as well is you've you don't whatever you've done it's been helping other people as well so even from the from the dance classes to now the agency and when we first spoke you mentioned that you've got a sort of a team of over 40 people and they're about 80 percent female yeah and uh, an exclusively female management team so that's got to be one hell of a usp to start off with do you think that clients tend to appreciate that and was it something that just sort of consciously happened or did it just happen naturally it it was conscious definitely especially in the beginning um because i mean obviously now we're all kind of remote anyway but in the beginning um it it was literally i was looking for women that i could train so these were women that were they weren't writers because originally clever touch started just were just doing content we didn't do anything else we just did seo content for affiliate sites um so i was working with women most of them had come out yet to be english teachers but obviously because of the situation there wasn't any work so obviously they all had you know a really decent level of kind of written english and a, a great understanding of the english language and stuff like this so i was like so of course they're going to be able to write but just need the need to you know learn how to write from an seo perspective rather than you know writing assignments and stuff like this so so yeah it was very conscious in the beginning in the sense that uh initially it was kind of uh women who were here in charm um who you know had lost their jobs in the tourist sector and then basically were extended out from charm uh to other parts of egypt so we started getting girls that were uh you know living in luxor uh or cairo um, and that's how the team started and it it was uh conscious in the fact that i knew that a lot of women were in a position where because we are in a country where you know it's it's normally it's the men that work and if there's any opportunities for women mm. for for foreign women especially it's usually uh you know a teacher in a school or something like this and they work and here they're working kind of six days a week the salary it's an egyptian salary you know it's a third world country essentially so like it's you know it's nowhere near what um mm. people can get anywhere else in the world so it was a case of well, you know, this is a good opportunity for me to find other women like myself who are, you know, I mean, at the time I had I had just had my daughter who was, you know, five now, but, you know, I was, I was at home with a baby and needed to do work. So it was a case of finding other women who were in the same position, who I've given them an opportunity to stay at home um, with their kids and work around when they could, whether that be when their kids are having naps or at night time or whatever and uh and obviously be able to earn a decent wage especially for here um so 
so yeah and also i think as well just surrounding myself with women as well because obviously it's a very male orientated industry so all the clients i had were always men so it was you know it was it was nice to have that kind of back up if you like as women so yeah it was very it's a decision it's so in, like um because before we came onto the podcast we sort of spoke about how um like it's a lot it's a lot better and it's getting better and I don't know whether like how the UK compares to um Egypt where you are um but when I first got into SEO I sort of noticed the same thing and my first um, writing SEO trip um it was like majority of the speakers were male and the attendees were male and that's one of the reasons why this podcast came about because me and Hannah found like a niche and it was like there are there are the there are wonderful um females in this industry yeah. doing stuff and we need to do you know what I mean we need yeah. to like back it up and give a platform and stuff so um yeah uh, but it, like what you're what you're doing is so amazing and yeah it's just wonderful wonderful so I'm just gonna move on to talking about um things uh within your agency and what you do yeah um so one of your specialisms is seo and affiliates yeah how does that work is it all about affiliates and influencers who have their own website or is there more to it like yeah this is um affiliates and seo is something that we've not we haven't touched on have we hannah um so so yeah tell us tell us how it works well so so basically um that is kind of our niche we only work with niche affiliate sites so the people that we work with are people who are you know building their own sites and they work with be it amazon or you know clickbank wherever all of these kind of affiliate programs and so they are you know putting websites together in a particular niche and then producing content that mainly based content sites um that you know review products and things like this and then they obviously earn a commission so most of the people that we tend to work with are actually uh new to building sites so someone who maybe you know they want to kind of transition from the nine to five and find a way to earn income online uh and so maybe they've they've done one of the courses that are out there teaching you how to build an affiliate site and stuff and then they'll come to us and uh, and we'll either help them build it or maybe they've built it themselves and they're not really getting anywhere. And so we'll come in and kind of sort it out. And we also have some clients that now are building portfolios. So it could just be a case of, you know, they're, they're super busy because they've got six or seven sites and they need a team to kind of look after all the aspects of those. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's basically what we do. And what are the websites, what are they usually like? Are they kind of... Um... Do the affiliates tend to just create something to get them off the ground um, or do they have any kind of, do you find that they have any idea about SEO or they take any consideration of that into account? Well, most of the people that we work with um, have usually done, either they're already in kind of in, uh, you know, working with affiliate niche sites already or they've done a course uh, because I mean, authority have to recommend us for content and stuff like this. So we get a lot of the people that have come from doing their course um so yeah so and that was to be honest that was one of the reasons why I decided to only work with affiliates so like we don't do content or anything for any other type of site we don't do local SEO we don't do anything like that we just work with affiliate niche sites and that was one of the main reasons why um I wanted to do because uh you know the clients that we have that already have an idea of SEO it's you know it's the it's the main part of their site so 
to me, I don't think I could have, I can't imagine doing kind of client work on local SEO or something like this and having to spend 90% of my time explaining to the client why they need SEO, you know what I mean? So with mm. like, with affiliates, they know they need, they might not physically have the skill to be able to do it at the level they need to, but they know what needs done. You don't have to explain it to them and you don't have to, well, sometimes you do it to a certain level, but like you don't have to kind of convince them they need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, so. I think. I think that's like gold, you know, yeah. when um, you're working with someone or you're working for a company or you're working for a client who already get and understand um, the importance of SEO, because one of the battles is um, in this industry that people, some people don't really understand the impact and why it's important. So being able to work with people who already understand, they just need a helping hand is an awesome like position to be in. And you say that like most of the affiliates have heard about SEO or want to know, but um, is there any like common mistakes that happen within this um, sector that you see and that can be avoided? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the thing the thing that we tend to say the most, which it, it's funny because it's probably the opposite of what everybody else says. And that is that, you know, people come into this, they've done a course or something, uh, you know, around being a, you know, doing affiliate SEO so SEO is their only focus and they kind of forget that you know it's not the only thing that makes a site work or makes a site rank or even you know that at the end of the day the, the commission their, their content that's their bread and butter and a lot of people they tend to put so much focus in SEO and then they can't figure out why they're not earning any money because their sites are messing other areas you know so they're not going into it in the same way if you were a business you'd be thinking about how your site looks and making sure that, you know, you impress your, your potential customers when they land on your site and stuff like this, where it's usually the opposite way around. So a lot of the time we get where, you know, maybe they've done everything they can on SEO, um, on the SEO side and the SEO is actually great, but the site looks like rubbish. There's no user experience. There's no kind of, you know, conversion rate optimization and then they can't understand why they're not making any money or they're not you know they've got the ranking in google but they've not really got traffic because you know people are landing mm. on the site and disappearing because they don't want to they don't want to stay on the site basically so that te <laughs> that tends to be the main problem is that people don't think about that they spend so much time you know thinking about what Google's going to think about their site rather than what the people who are, you know, going to yes. and buy from them are going to think about it. You know? And that's, and that's really key, isn't it? Like, yeah. obviously, um, you have to think about the, the, the potential customer or the user's next steps, don't you? Yeah. It's all well and good um, ticking the SEO blocks and getting all this wonderful traffic in Google seeing, seeing you good. But Google seeing you good? Let's just breeze past <laughs> that. that, I said that. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but like what Google will cotton on to is if there's like a high bounce rate or people yeah. are coming off. And also what's more important is that like if, if you're sending all these people to your website but they're not like um signing up to something buying something sticking around like if they're not actually doing actionable things on your website that helps your business make money or helps your business like survive then what's the point yeah it, well that's a, that's a, that's the thing that i spend 90 percent of my time trying to kind of explain to people because they don't seem to realize that you know 
at the end of the day, your traffic's just a vanity metric if you're not getting any kind of conversion. If it's not making you any money, you can have a million hits a month, but if those people land on your site and disappear after three seconds and nothing happens, then, you know, yeah. other than maybe being able to sell your site, it like, wow, look how much traffic I've got. But, and I think people forget as well that, you know, Google likes your site when people like your site. So you might rank initially because you yeah. put that initial content on there, but then getting people to keep coming back, converting, that's what's going to make, you know, other areas of the site rank. It's going to make you rank better and all of this kind of stuff. And people don't think about it. I think people as well, I think with affiliates, most people don't go into it as a business. They don't think like this is going to be my business, but really the amount of money it costs to get set up and everything like this, it is a business. And I think that's the thing that's mostly lacking. But also in terms from an SEO perspective, what people tend to forget is just general housekeeping in sense of, you know, they might build a site and it might be great in terms of SEO, but then once it's done, it's done. And that, you know, they're continuously uploading content, they're adding products in their product reviews, and then they're not doing anything on an SEO site. So even the small things like, you know, adding their meta, meta descriptions, they're all text and images, all these little things start to add up when, you know, when it's mm. hundreds, hundreds of pages. So I think that's from an SEO side, that tends to be the case is where, you know, there's not enough thought goes into the, the whole process from the beginning. I see a lot of it, you know, especially considering the content sites, there's a lot of people don't put enough thought into keyword research and stuff like this. And they're like, I need, I need those first 20,000 words of articles. So I'm just going to pick these keywords. Okay. But where are you going to go from there? Like, you know, so it's, it's just mm -hmm. not having that kind of long-term view like you would with a business where if you were starting a business, you can put, you know, you put together a business plan. You'd be looking, where do I want, what goals have I got for? you know, six months, a year, five years, whatever. And there's not that kind of thought where when there is, those are the ones that they become brands. They become the the, the sites that you don't think of as an affiliate site. You think of it as a brand, you know. So, um, yeah, that's probably the, the biggest things that we see all the time. Amazing. I think that's, to be honest, you probably answered about four questions in one there, which is really, really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> but it's really, yeah, it's really, really good. And I think... If you could um, give advice to affiliate sites, or let me phrase that better. If you could say what were the sort of top three things that you tend to tell people again and again when they are setting up a site like this. So whether it's don't focus so much on the SEO or whether it's make sure you don't forget X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's, well, I always say, the first thing I always say um, is, first of all, think like a business sit down and set it out like you would any other business. Think of it as you're putting together a business plan. You need to work out because what we'll, we'll see as well is even if you look at keyword research as an example, someone will come to us and, you know, they've bought a domain name before they've done any niche research or keyword research. And then they want us to do keyword research. And we realize, you know, there's enough keywords that's going to last them, what, 20,000 words of content? Where's, where are you going to go from there? You know, so... You have, you have to think like a business first, set it out. Is this, is this a viable niche? Is this a viable niche in terms of, do you have, you know, is there going to be enough potential to earn money here? Is the, you know, is the, is the content going to be evergreen? Is it going to be uh, kind of high ticket items that you can actually earn some decent commissions on? And is the, is the niche um, a niche that you can kind of maybe start with like a micro niche for example and then go outward so if we take something like fitness health and fitness as an example maybe you can start with kind of um 
you know, like the the nutrition side or and then build out into all these different, you know, fitness, workouts, all of this stuff. And you've also got to look at that way as is there then opportunity to move away from your kind of typical Amazon affiliate? Is it a niche that maybe you could start selling your own digital products if you're if we're going on fitness, for example, maybe you could start selling workouts and, and all of this kind of thing. So you have to look at that long term. Even if mm. even if you think like, you know, your goal is going to be to flip the site, this is what somebody else is going to look at when they are looking to buy your site as well. So like if I'm looking to buy a site, um, I'm going to look straight away. Have they getting it to the point where it's it's not going to go any further and I've got, you know, I'm going to buy this site and then there's nothing I can do with it? Or is it just a case that they don't know what they're doing, they don't know the potential and I can take this further? So you have to think about it long term. And uh, you also have to you have to think about your user before you think about Google, because like, yes, yes. Of, course, of course, you need to get that traffic. That traffic is incredibly important. You have to get you have to get those positions in Google to get people to your website. But you have to make sure that your website is ready for those people when they get there. You don't mm-hmm. want to have a situation where your, your website looks half finished. It's got no kind of, you know, especially with with affiliate sites lots of them are built on personas sometimes they're fake personas and you land on a site and you're saying you know expert reviews in such and such and there's no expert listed there's no about section there's no the the home page looks like i've landed in the middle of a spammy news site like you know if you're you're you've got to remember as well people have got to trust these websites to buy even yeah. if you're buying from amazon You've got to trust that what they're saying is the truth. That's how you build authority. And it's like any other business that you want return business, you want return customers. So if people like your site, they think it's informative, they think it's authoritative, they're going to come back. They're going to keep coming back. And that's where you're going to grow your traffic. Because if you, you know, if everybody that visits your website one time comes back, then you get extra people as well. You're laughing, you know. So you have to think about the user experience. Jenny, I love how much sense you speak. (laughs) (laughs) And I am so sad because time is just flying. And I just, I feel, I don't know if you agree, Hannah, but I just feel like we could talk for hours, couldn't we? Oh, definitely. (laughs) On this this subject. But like, you just, you just sort of like say it how it is. And it it makes so much sense what you're saying. And, And yeah, and I think, I think this is a very, helpful um episode for for people in this niche or um for anyone because I think talking about affiliates but any website or any industry or any business you have to think about your customers and yeah that's the thing as well I mean we know that you know the next core update and kind of May is going to all be about core web vitals it's about user experiences get more and more important Mm. as well people have to remember that like if you've got to remember if if your users are happy with your site Google's going to like your site even more don't just think about ranking think about long term and like I say you've got to think about that user experience because it's it, it is going to, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to get more and more and more important to Google. And we're going to see sites just drop. The ones that aren't putting that extra into that user experience are going to just one day fall off the end. 
absolutely agree 100% agree and yes I I feel like we have covered this like yeah you've spoken so much sense and I think there's so many actionables from here and great advice Jenny so thank you so so much Um, Hannah I believe it's time for because an SEO SES podcast isn't an SEO SES podcast is it without a feature Yes, you took my cue. This is wonderful. (laughs) Before I move, I I was just laughing, giggling to myself there because I was just thinking we just completely agree with you so much, Jenny. And like, just to echo Sarah, we really appreciate you coming on and and speaking such good sense. (laughs) So, um, so before this podcast, we basically we always like to do a tenuous link with our features, and I already made my mind up that you are an awesome lady. So I. <laughs> I think even more now, obviously. But um, yeah, the, the subject of this is great women in history. And what I've done is I've taken some famous ladies' names and made them into anagrams. Oh, so, and you both were. This is going to be well my in- worst. I'm, I'm going to fail this quiz straight away. I'm <laughs> going to tell you now. Anagrams. Oh. oh, no. You're going to get the countdown clock out and everything, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Take your time. This is what's good about a podcast. We can always edit it. <laughs> I I am, because it is wordy, I am getting a pen and paper at the ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm going to do it as well. Uh, <laughs> a pen. Who has a pen who works in SEO? My colleague. A keyboard. What's going on? Oh, I found a pen. There we go. I've got one. I'm ready. Excellent. Okay. So the first one then is Heather's Metro. Heather's Metro. Heather's Metro. Right, and so we've got to find the famous woman in history in here. Yeah, just so that whoever gets it first, just shout it out. Well, I know it's, <laughs> not, I know it's not going to be me. So, frankly, <laughs> hey. Can we have a clue? Yeah, you can have a clue. Um, uh, oh, God. Actually, that's going to put me on the spot. Hold on. I don't want to say it wrong. I don't want to get them mixed up. Sorry, one sec. No need to apologise. I'm rubbish with these sort I'm of things. I'm terrible with anagram. Okay. Oh. So she actually is uh, a saint. She was um, an Albanian. Well, that's Teresa. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go, Jen. Right. If, nice. if I remember, I was a competitive dancer. I'm slightly com- competitions a little bit. So I might be a bit excessive with me. Uh, how excited I get yeah. if I get one of these right. Love it. Love it. Um, the next one is Fan Rank N, which is F A N Rank E N. You can almost get it from how it sounds. Oh my God. Oh, this is on the top of my. Yes. Oh, I I was so close to saying that. <laughs> so close. Um, okay, this one is, um, so she's very topical right now. Um, oh, I'm going to get this one. Barge 10th rug. Huh? Barge 10th Mar- rug. Barge. Like a, like Can a canal. Can you spell it? Barge. Can you spell B-A-R-G-E. it B-A-R-G-E. And what's the rest? 10th rug. Obviously, only two words, but it's just uh, yeah, how I can spit it up. 
Ah, this is this one's hard, Hannah. You want a clue? Yes. Give us a clue. Climate. Climate. <gasps> Greta oh, Thunberg. Uh, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> I also get excited. <laughs> yes. Okay, this one's this one's a bit more difficult. Um, <laughs> They've all been difficult, Hannah. Come well, on. Come on. This is real. We've not even had to pause this and be like, don't worry, we'll edit out these five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, again, two words that split up into several more. So, Asia, oaf, maul, lazy. And that's... Oh, my God. Oaf is Spell OAF. It. So, Asia, OAF, maul, lazy. Maul is in the shopping mall? No, sorry. As in, like, you've been mauled by a lion. Oh. M-A-U-L. M-A-U... Yeah. I hope I never get mauled by a lion. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have we got a clue Asia. on this one? Uh, yep, so schoolgirl. Schoolgirl? What the? Indian schoolgirl? Oh. What do you call her? Oh, I think I'm going to have to pass. Is that the one who got the... Uh... Oh. Got shot in the head. Aye. I, I kind of think of any of them. I, I, I can't think. I think. I think we're just going to have to pass this I'm one. Like, yeah, we're going to have to pass this because I kind of think okay. of any of them. Malala, you've... you've Yusuf Sai, I think. I would have not got that. In I, I knew who you meant, but I couldn't have told you her name. Yeah, yeah, me too. I knew exactly. Like, yeah. But, oh, God. Yeah. Come we'll on, then. On a, um, so now, because there's, yeah, we're, we're drawing on that one, there's there's only one more, so we could end up on a uh, tie. Anyway, so, if I get this, it's a draw. If Jenny gets it, you've blown... So, no pressure, Jenny. You no, have to get this no to pressure. Be, crown the winner. <laughs> Okay, analog May. Analog May. Are we spelling analog? Um, spell it for me. A L O G U E. I spell analog wrong. N A N A L O G U E. Can we have a clue? Um, civil rights activist. Um. <laughs> Poet. Oh, I don't think I'm that cultured. <laughs> me neither, Jenny. Me neither. Hold on. There's a famous quote. Let me just um. Okay. Um. If I say people will never forget how you made them feel. That does not help. You could you could have just made that up on the spot. I would have never known. I'll give you a bit more. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. <laughs> I mean, it's a wonderful quote. It's, but... Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh... Social media. Oh my god! I don't think I'm going to get this one. I'm passing. Jenny, oh. any any uh, any guesses? No, but I've got, I feel like you're going to tell us, and I'm going to kick myself. Do you know what I mean? But. No, nah, I kind of, I kind of from looking at this. <laughs> what is Andrew. it? Ah, <sighs> nah, yes. I wasn't gonna. I get mean, that. they were hard. Ste Stella of a feature, Hannah. Thank that you. really got, and I bet you 
some people listening to the podcast are probably like screaming yeah. over the last two, weren't they? Like, oh my god, it's this! Why do you not know? You know, I, I live in now. Egypt. We don't, we don't get any news or anything. That's going to be my excuse. Can I just, can I put, <laughs> can, can I put that out of that? <laughs> no, I'm going to veto that because these are historic women that we all need to know, Jenny. So oh, I'm not taking that excuse. Also, you don't need an excuse because you won. Well, oh, yes. Did, that was that's all right then, but uh, but oh no, that was a bit. That was hey, I had to put my brain in gear for that. I, I didn't realise I was going to be doing a history quiz. I'd have brushed up. I'd have been smoking <laughs> yeah, before I came on here, man. I've got a little mini part B, which I need I need you to do because I've also anagrammed our names. Um, so I want you to just tell me who these are. So the first one is Crashed Mallow. What well, well, our name? It's not mine. Yeah. Mine's got two bits. But no one has a C in their name. McDowell. I don't even know my <laughs> And you've got a C in your name as well. Crash Mallow. Uh, Crash, what is that? Is that me? That's So, Jen is a baby Ouija neon. <laughs> <laughs> and I have literally just now changed this to my Twitter handle. Branch hyena. Oh, you win on the oh. anagrams. That's amazing. Thanks. <sighs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that. I mean, I was absolutely shocking. And I, like, yeah, I, of course there's a C in McDowell and there's a C in Bryce. I, <laughs> I when you're put under pressure, to... though, it's, my oh, brain goes, goes dead when I'm put under pressure. I hard. definitely, you know, when you see like um, game quizzes on the TV and like people don't get the most obvious questions, like I can see, I can see it. You oh, yeah. Crack under I, pressure. I would say that being me, 100%. For sure. <laughs> Honestly, like when you watch University Challenge and that, I'm like, nah, that would, I could never be on there. I'd be like the idiot on the end. Like, <laughs> me too. Just keeping score. I'd, have, Maybe I'd have to be Susie in Dictionary Corner or something on there, <laughs> on Countdown. <laughs> kind of do no, no anagrams on that either. Well, um, this has been wonderful and I wish we could continue, but um, I, I'm afraid to say that that brings us to the end of this week's SEO SAS podcast. And thank you so much for joining us, yes, Jenny. Thank you. No problem. It's been lovely. If people want to reach out to you or see stuff that you're doing or anything that you're up to, what's the best way? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. It's probably the the only social media that uh, I use for work. I'm the only Jenny Abu buyer in existence, so I'm not hard to find. Um, and other than that, uh, over at clevertouchmartin.com. So that's uh, that's where you can find what we're doing and uh and see what we're, what we're up to I suppose. awesome i will put all those links in the show notes of this podcast hannah oh my gosh this is putting uh you on the spot because it's been a while yeah where, where where can they find us so you can email us at hello at seosaspodcast.com they can find you on twitter uh sarah mcduck which is sarah mcduk me on twitter which is now branch hyena and um seo sas podcast no seo SA, oh god what on earth are we on twitter seo are we at we're, yeah at seo underscore sas thank you yes all of those ways 
all of those ways, all of those ways. Um, and just an ask from me, if you do, if you're a regular listener and you've not yet subscribed, please do because then you get notifications of when new episodes are live and ready for your ear rolls. Um, and also if it makes our day, if you give us a review, because you know, that means that we're doing some good stuff and we can yeah and it's always nice to read because it makes us smile um so yes shall we all say goodbye together goodbye together <laughs> hilarious <laughs> until next week uh, any last words jenny oh oh no you're putting us on the spot again just 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 <laughs> just say goodbye just say bye for yeah. now bye for now <laughs> have a good weekend <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say what my daughter says to to uh, me mum it's that only Geordie Geordie phrase trophet oh bless her trophet right goodbye <laughs>